Welcome to the Outrage Science Bites podcast, a companion podcast to the Outrage Overload podcast. This is day six of the NAPOD POMO 30-day challenge. This is a 30-day challenge to produce an episode every day in the month of November. 30 days, 30 episodes. So here we are on day six. So on this episode, we're going to talk about vicious cycles, virtuous cycles, and specifically related to outrage messaging and affective polarization. And we've talked about outrage messaging and affective polarization on earlier on earlier episodes, but we'll probably briefly talk about those a little bit. So, and before I go there, I want to talk about we're, we're going to talk about vicious cycles in the context of the relationships between political elites and the public. So before I jump into that, I want to describe a little bit about what we mean in this context when we're using the term political elites. This, these are individuals that, have, that are closely looped in to the political process, and they have sort of an influence, they have power to influence the political agendas and, and policymaking process. And what we're mostly talking about in simple terms is, you know, the actual elected officials and politicians and their staff, and or at least those that sort of work on campaigns and create campaign content and things like that. We're talking about lobbyists and we're talking about others involved, closely uh, connected to managing or, or influencing political agendas in the policymaking process. So that's what we mean in this case. It's primary elected officials, their staffs, particularly the high, you know, the campaign managers, things like that, and lobbyists and others that have strong influence into the political process. And so when those elites are engaging in disparaging the other side and highlighting the bad behavior of their political opponents, they are engaging in what I call outrage messaging. And I've also... referred to this as outrage porn because we have an addiction to it. But And so outrage messaging in very short uh, version is political communication that is designed to evoke strong emotions such as anger, fear, and outrage, and particularly moral outrage and moral indignation are probably a couple of the strongest ones. And this kind of messaging has been shown to be effective for mobilizing supporters, right, and motiv- motivating them to vote or donate money, you know, that go, you know, this guy's terrible, send me money, right? And, and it works. This is why they do it. And, you know, and, but, and the side effects of it, of course, are increased polarization because we particularly affective polarization, where we, which is the type of polarization where we dislike and, and distrust people on the other side. It's not so much about issues. It's about that we simply dislike them. And, um, and so it increases that type of polarization and, and it creates more hostility and negative feelings towards Anybody, you know, holding uh, any opposing political views. It also lowers, reduces civility, so it, it it reduces the civility in political discourse, so our discourse is less effective. And it also is sort of a form of disinformation in the sense that it can, I mean, sometimes it's just flat out disinformation, just lies, but oftentimes it's, it's either um, just a, a misrepresentation or a, only part of the story. Um, and so this can this can basically create these misperceptions of people on the other side. And so the vicious cycle aspect of that is the politicians do this, so they use this kind of media, and we, we reward them by donating money or voting or 
otherwise mobilizing. And so they do it some more, right? So when we c consume and reward this, then they, we're sending a message that this type of messaging works. And then that you know, starts the cycle and elites produce more of it. We like it. We use it. We like it. It produces more money. We react to it. And so they do it some more, right? So that's the vicious cycle side of it, right? So they do it. We, we reward it. They do it some more. And we like it some more. And we do it some more. And they do it some more. So let's talk a bit, little bit about a, a, a virtuous cycle or how do, we, how do we flip the script on this, right? So if we can have a vicious cycle where things go to spiral down, maybe we can find a way to spiral up. So uh, there's a few things we can do to try to turn this into a virtuous cycle. And, you know, first we can hold those elites accountable, right? So if they use this outrage messaging, we have to find a way to not reward it, right? We can call them out for it. We can support organizations that are working to hold elites accountable for this kind of um, behavior. We can work with organizations and support constructive political discourse. We can, we can do that individually by consuming and sharing news information from sources that are more committed to fairness and accuracy. And we can also do this in our personal lives by just engaging in more respectful dialogue with people who hold different views. And we can educate ourselves about the downsides of outrage messaging, how we're sort of stuck with it, or not stuck with it, but how we become sort of addicted to it and why we like it, and be more um, aware and, and more, more intelligent consumers about when we're partaking in it, when we're enjoying it, and what we can do to try to avoid it. Uh, and, and, and be aware of how it's manipulating us and dividing us. And that's basically the whole pod, whole outrage overload podcast. Is that's its its mission. Um, so here's some here's a few more specific things we can do, right? Um, and these will help with your own personal stress as well as in the in the bigger picture. So you know, so instead of sharing that stuff you see on social media that's designed to make everybody angry, don't share that stuff. Instead, share articles that are more you know informative, more thought provoking. And you, know, and, and you might even take flack for that, like, oh, you're boring, I can't stand you anymore because you won't just agree with me and share these mad things, right? Likewise, you know, instead of engaging with, with, with in flame wars or really trying to start one or just jumping into the middle of one, you know, try, try to have more respectful conversations. Now, social media, this can be particularly hard because those loud voices are out there and there's just so many reasons why social media is a difficult place to do that. And in that case, maybe you just don't engage at all. What's it going to get you to win, quote unquote, win that argument on social media? And, you know, and this is another hard one. Instead of supporting those politicians who use this kind of messaging, which is most of them, you know, try to support politicians who are committed to, you know, a more constructive political discourse who aren't using that kind of messaging. And, and like I say, that could be hard to find. But you can also just reach out directly to those politicians and say, look, dude, this is not what what I want, I would support you, but you need to stop doing this, you know, one person at a time. And then finally, another example of things we can do is instead of watching news, you know, the centralized, sensationalized, um, very partisan channels, and, you know, they're always putting out that stuff, um, we can try to watch things that are somewhat more fair or more accurate. Now, that's a little hard because, you know, what where do you find that? So you'd go to... Um, 
you know, something like an NPR, perhaps, but a lot of people would consider think NPR is is too, uh, you know, too too is not fair and accurate either. So, you know, even though they're rated pretty well in um, those third party bodies that do that kind of rating, but the other thing is you can also inoculate yourself a little bit by just being aware of the fact that these news organizations and news media channels are using that kind of messaging. And if you become more aware of it, you can sort of inoculate yourself a little bit to say, hey, they're doing that thing to me. So when they you know, disparage people on the other side or anybody really, um, any political side, you can sort of say, you know, they're probably not telling me the whole story or you know, maybe I need to sort of tone that back a little bit or just be advised that there might be more to that story or even just maybe skip past that part or, you know, look the other way for a little while or something if they're if they're doing that stuff. So um, and, and it, you know, you can also just not use TV and uh, online video for your news. You can maybe go dive a little deeper into a more respected um, newspapers and online online sources that are more trusted or and also maybe you know check multiple places. So you might check a, a more left-leaning thing like the New York Times or the Washington Post and a more right-leaning thing like the Wall Street Journal and kind of balance those out a little bit um, to try to get a, you know, a more broad picture on, on this issue and not just see the stuff in your bubble. So those are some ideas. Maybe we can create a virtuous circle. We can flip the script on this vicious circle that we're in now. Maybe we can flip that script, turn it into a virtuous circle, and result in lowering the temperature. So that's it for this little Outrage Science Bites episode. Please um, subscribe and listen to the long-form podcast, Outrage Overload, where we talk with scientists and researchers and folks that actually know what they're talking about, about these topics, and we take a deeper dive. And, you know, reach out to me if there's anything on these Science Bites episodes you'd like me to talk about a little bit more. Maybe you've heard something on one of the Outrage Overload podcast episodes and you didn't quite understand what that uh, little science tidbit was about or that that little terminology was about. And we can take a little deep dive. And also, if there's something in these Science Bites that you felt I didn't cover it well enough or you'd like to add to it or you think I need to dive in a little deeper, hit me up about that. You can reach me at outrageoverload at gmail.com. Or I'm outrage, at Outrage Overload on pretty much all the socials. So you can reach me those ways. Um, and you can all, all find all my contact information and learn about this show and the Outrage Overload long-form podcast at outrageoverload.net. Thanks for listening, and there'll be another episode tomorrow. Yeah.